Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast, where we talk about training and life. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Hill Pursuit Podcast. This is episode 27. If you're listening to this now, it's probably May 25. That's when the episode's coming out. But Mitch, we're here. It's 1035 at night. We have an awesome episode planned uh, tonight. Episode 20. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I just said it already. 27, right? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Episode 27. Here we are. Um, really cool episode coming. But before we get there, Mitch, what's up? What's going on with you? Not much, man. I'm not going to waste a lot of time. Looking forward to Yes. This is going to be a pretty sweet one. So anyways, if you guys have been listening, we have a few things going on. Um, First of all, Mitch is, um, well, how about you talk about that? Just real quick, Mitch, what did you, you just finished your testing week just yesterday, right? With your um, 5k ruck. How'd that go? Yeah, I did off. It was a 5k ruck yesterday. I think I had a 50 pound bag on. So I think I ended up finishing I think it was like 41 minutes. Yeah. Um, 41, 42. Uh, it was the weirdest part was just like pacing myself, like what I wanted to do. Cause I also wasn't trying to trash myself totally for like the first week of the program. Right. So it's kind of like, I could have just went in there and tried to sprint every lap and, you know, this week probably would have been absolutely crap for the program. So we'll, we'll, we'll revisit it, but that's what we're at now. And pretty much all the testing in, I, I gotta just do my sit and reach, but like you said, that's just more of a, a monitoring type thing so yeah how's your body feeling you feeling good yeah I am feeling pretty good um yeah that was one thing I was just going to remind people of uh the last episode um this was a brief a brief you know initial response reaction to um a race that I had yesterday which you know I didn't put a whole lot of time into that distance specifically. I'm focused on some bigger stuff. So it was really more of just like a, a really fun day. And I ended up doing a lot better than I thought I was going to do. So, you know, if you're following along with any of that triathlon stuff, that's the last episode. Um, so check that out. And just while we're on that train, all of our episodes uh, stream on Spotify, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. You can find all the episodes on our website, hillpursuit.com. You can also access the daily blog where we kind of just chat about fitness, life, anything in between. And then of course you can uh, send us an email, hillpursuit.gmail.com. If you want to start a conversation, give us some feedback and check us out on uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram at Hill Pursuit. So do all those things. Thanks for following along. And then, um, yeah, continue to check out the blog, continue to listen to these episodes because we are going to come back to that little series we're doing um, with Mitch in terms of how to periodize for an elk hunt. Um, I think we have four parts. We'll probably have at least a couple more. And again, a few weeks from now, we'll definitely have another part coming out. But um, I think with I think it's just time. It's just time to, to introduce our very first guest of the Hill Pursuit podcast. Um, pretty cool guest. Um, we'll give a, l- a brief little background and then we'll kind of just let him give his own background. But um, Ken Rogers is joining the podcast. Um, Ken is from IUP, um, 
where we all, you know, where we all went to school at one point, which is really, really neat. So we have, you know, similar roots, um, went through the same program. Um, so we have that in common. Um, Ken is now out in California. We'll, we'll let him talk about kind of what he's doing. And if you've been reading and listening, um, you probably know that Ken is attempting to set a world record for the number of pull-ups completed in 24 hours. And you know what? I chuckle as I say that because it sounds so insane to me. It sounds so ridiculous that we have someone on the, on the show who is having the Guinness book of world records come out, observe to, to see whether or not this is going to happen. And I think that's awesome. So we're going to talk about that, talk about his training, um, everything in between, but you know, without further ado, Ken, welcome to the show and thanks for being here. How's it going? What up? I'm doing good, man. Can't complain. Yeah. Awesome. So in, in California, what, so it's 1042 here. So 742. So what did you just finish up doing? What were you doing today? Uh, man, I uh, started at five, uh, trained 10 people today, 10 hour or sorry, 10 one hour sessions, which was wonderful. I love all my people that I trained. Uh, we're finally back to in-person mostly not doing as many zooms as we were before because that's what I was living on. Cause I'm sure, uh, pretty much everyone knows at this point that California is been like the last state three open. Um, training wise, I uh, took it, well, easier, I guess, obviously, since I'm going to be trying to do this crazy thing on Friday this week. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Okay. Before you dive into your training, yeah. why don't you just like clearly explain exactly what you're trying to do later this week? And it's the 28th, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Friday. Yeah. Tell us exactly what you're trying to do. I, I, you know, I think I probably articulated exactly what you're trying to do, but just in case I didn't tell us exactly what's going down on the 28th. Uh, so the 28th Friday at 5. AM, I will be attempting to do the most amount of pull-ups ever done in one day, which currently is 7,715 set by Brandon Tucker out of, I believe Columbus, Georgia. So yeah. I think I gave the wrong. Uh, I think I gave the wrong details last time because um, then I ended up talking to you. I think that day, and I think yeah. I gave the wrong like previous record holder. Oh, dude, I freaking wish it was, man. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was a my B on that one. <laughs> oh, dude, you're fine, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, like I really do wish that was the old one because, like, just seeing uh, just seeing that dude train for all this, man. Uh, just seeing the seeing the way he approached everything kind of helped me model what I wanted to try and do leading into all of this. Um, I would say there's probably only been like a handful of people that tried even doing this. Um, and the ones that are actually successful at it, you know, what's successful. I mean, setting the world yeah. record would be cool, obviously. And that's what I'm going to try and do. Uh, but I've definitely failed at this a bunch already. So, and hopefully I've learned from most of my mistakes that I've made. So, and we'll see what happens. So let's talk about those. What mistakes have you made in trying this or in training? Uh, well, um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind. So I did this last year. I think it was May 23rd. Um, well, I didn't train. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do any type of program for it. Uh, I think I did like 600 pull-ups in an hour. And I was just like, oh, I could probably do this. I'll be fine. And then what was it? The first two hours I went out the gate hot, probably did like four or 500 pull-ups. 
an hour for the first two or three hours. Uh, I think it was around 3000 that it hit around hour 10 and then my body just fell apart. Um, nutrition was lacking. Sleep was messed up. I started at a terrible time. So wait, uh, 3000 by hour 10, that's pretty close to half, right? Yeah. Yeah. With only, so, you know, not even halfway through your 24 hour slot. So you were moving pretty quick. Yeah. Well, I was, but the thing is, it was like that 3000 didn't represent like how it felt. Um, like I probably did the first 2000 in the first six hours. Um, and the rest of that was me just struggling through. Uh, there was like one point, I think around hour 10 or 11, where I kind of just laid on a foam roller figure a little bit because my lap wouldn't stop twitching. Um, and I was like, oh, I'll just roll out whatever else. Um, didn't feel super good. Uh, it was, I realized at that point that I probably need to train for this and do it again. Um, yeah, so my first experience was pretty bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good time though. <laughs> when was that? What was that? Sorry. Yeah, when was that? Yeah, when when did you try? Uh, May twenty third last year. Oh wow. crap! So you so we're like almost on to a year then to the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like uh, how do I put this? It's not like last year I had this grand goal to attempt it again. It was more like uh, yeah. like I really thought about it a couple months ago, and I was just like, you know what? Like every day around Memorial Day, I do something relatively difficult when it comes to physical activity, and I just thought that this would be the thing. So nice. Let's. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit because you didn't, you did not just describe yourself <laughs> as, as well as you should have. What you just said is every Memorial Day, you do something kind of difficult. Whereas yeah. the normal lay person would say every Memorial Day, you choose to suffer like no other human suffers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and honestly, probably probably daily as well. So give us a little bit of your, um, your background, not, not specifically to this, this awesome record that you're trying to set, but like, who are you? What, what have you done? Where do you come from? What experiences have you had that kind of made you see something like this and want to want to go through all that suffering? Oh man. Um, well, I mean, if we're going to backtrack all the way, I would say that, um, was that I started wrestling, Mitch, I know you wrestled too. I think there's like a weird little common thing, mindset, whatever you want to call it, uh, where it's kind of like, I would say wrestling was the first thing that kind of like made you want to go into the, for lack of a better term, the suck. Like you oh, kind of like, I was just, I was just going to say the, the world of suck. Yeah. Pretty much. It's like, dude, like what other thing could you do when you're 12 years old that, you know, you're not eating food and you're freaking wearing a sweat bag and you're running on a treadmill. It's like, I don't think there's pretty much anything else that you could do to make somebody a little bit more mentally tough. So, um, that'll be the first thing wrestling for sure. Uh, I guess the second thing would obviously be, uh, any other sport that I did, I did boxing and grappling and whatever else too. So I chose all these like relatively difficult, like individual sports just because like I like being accountable for myself and I didn't really like team sports football I played it wasn't really my thing and I was also a little bit small for that so really wasn't a huge fan of football um then I mean I don't know man I mean that and then I ended up joining the Darby National Guard uh Darby National Guard was cool uh, I got to go, go do some cool stuff with it I mean I think I had a pretty good career in reference towards like most National Guard soldiers uh got to go to a bunch of cool schools um 
had a good time doing that as well. And then that kind of shaped me as well. I mean, I don't really think, uh, how do I put this? I don't really think I learned anything about myself there, but it definitely made me, uh, it definitely made me want to try and challenge myself a little bit more. Like I would say the first thing that really comes to mind when it comes to that was when, I mean, uh, Gerard, I know that you obviously do mar marathons all the time. And Mitch, I know you're obviously doing this uh, hunt as well, but like there's something about doing like long cardio events for whatever reason or endurance events where like you kind of just get to that point with your brain and then you end up somehow getting past it. And that's what I like to go, man. So we're gonna see what happens. Yeah, that's, that's really, that's really cool. I don't think, I think a lot of people, um, a lot of people never even sniff that mindset, you know, yeah. a lot of people never, you know, you said, I'm taking some notes here, you know, you got some mental toughness essentially from your your choice that you made to, to play and participate in individual sports that put you in difficult scenarios. You know, you made yeah. that choice as a young person, not even an adult. And then of course, as you became an adult, you made those choices to kind of put yourself there way before most people ever think about making those decisions. You know, most people just want to kick a soccer ball around and drink Kool-Aid after, after the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, that sounds like a blast too, man. <laughs> yeah. But, I was freaking uh, staring at a half drank water bottle in my parents' garage. Like, yo, that looks great right now, man. I would drink that whole thing. That could be the most stagnant bottle of water with a little bit of Windex that my dad left in the garage. I would have chugged that thing in half a second and I was 12 years old. <laughs> That's how freaking dehydrated I was, man. Oh my God. <laughs> 12 years old, dude. Wow. Um, that's an, no, but I mean, I think, but going off words, you're going to say though, too, I think there's a, there's a fine line between being forced to do something and choosing to do something. Cause like choosing to do something, there's always a way out being forced to do something is way different. So choosing to not feel good versus being forced to are two different things. So yeah. Yeah. Hey, the do you think the more you like put yourself in the, like I kind of have my own answer, but I always like to hear what other people say too. Do you think putting yourself and choosing to be uncomfortable makes the next time easier or do you think it's the same every time? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It yeah. makes everything easier, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, day-to-day -day stuff. doesn't always have to be about exercise or working out either, obviously, but it's just like, you know, hard days at work or hard days with your family or, doing a pull-ups for a day or running or doing a triathlon, man. It all sucks. It's never, you're going to feel uncomfortable at some point. So, yeah. So Ken, real quick, and then I want to dive into what, like what you kind of do for training on a day-to-day -day basis and like over time, over these past couple months, I guess, or longer. Yeah. Um, when I, like one of my memories of you from your time in school was going to a conference with you and a bunch of other students and I think you woke up the next morning and just like did a marathon yeah yeah right am I right yeah 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 randomly without without training yeah late late night of conference stuff followed by whatever else you're doing and then waking up early and running a marathon what how was that what happened there um well uh so I was a part of uh, this uh, philanthropy organization called Military Philanthropy Organization or MPO. 
uh, the president of that philanthropy organization said that we needed, we are, we are one of the people hosting the event or the little cart thing. And he needed somebody to run the marathon and the half marathon. I'll give a shout out to Dan Shaw. If you ever listens to this, Dan did the half marathon. Uh, I did. <laughs> nice. the um, and yes, so I literally, I think it was like four days notice. Uh, the, my friend Dylan Haggy asked me if I could do a marathon and I was just like, sure. And then I did it. So and let's it actually see. went surprisingly well, man. I actually yeah. didn't, I mean, like I felt terrible during it, but like I actually did like, okay. So yeah, let's, let's give everybody some perspective here. What'd you run that marathon in? Uh, three hours and 32 minutes, I think. Something like that. <laughs> what's your, what's your PR deadlift for the five, for 500? Uh, 11. 11. Yeah. So, so we're getting like best of both worlds here. So we have like an epitome yeah. of strength and like the endurance world, like wrapped up in one. So. We are talking to a cyborg. <laughs> I just work out all the time. It's called, uh, I have a new term. It's called chronic overtraining or conducive overtraining and it works as long as your body doesn't explode you're fine yeah. and you can train as hard as you recover right yeah that's pretty much <laughs> it man there's no such thing as overtraining there's just a thing is yeah. under recovery yeah I'll, never for, yeah I'll never forget man you were part of my research study right so oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah so oh, we had yeah good, yeah dude um we had some good times again we got uh got a little bit of trouble because we were knocking weights on the upper uh <laughs> Yeah. Upper floor is upper floor of the weight room there, but I mean, how can you tell someone to put 500 down softly? Um, <laughs> it doesn't happen. Uh, it doesn't happen. But uh, man, I'll never forget. We would obviously I'll take your heart rate and blood pressure after like every sit. And I don't think I, I have never seen someone's heart rate come. I, t- I tell people about that today. Like when like I'll be talking about my research study. I'm like, yeah, I had this one free. You're making me that, blush, uh, bro. What's that? You're making me blush, bro. <laughs> no, I want to keep making you blush because it, I still think about it, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I did a research study. Like, I had this one dude, like he was a freak. Like, I can't, I can't explain. I never, I'll probably never meet anyone like him again. But like, his heart rate wouldn't change, or it would like spike to like 120 and like drop back down to, like 50 in a matter of 30 seconds. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> insane. Yeah. Yeah. So just to give some people like a relative. Yeah. So yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think cyborg is is an accurate term. So, anyway, let's let's uh, <laughs> let's hey, talk. Hey, to keep the terminology in, in my uh, vocabulary, please. We're getting a little big here. Yeah, that was a big <laughs> word. I'm sorry. Um, okay, I can um, use mesocycle and like periodization if you guys want. <laughs> yeah, let's throw in some more of those terms. That sounds okay. Good. Um, speaking of your periodization, what? Yeah. What do you like? How do you train for this? And um, how long have you been focusing on just this goal? And what does the training look like over time? And how, you know, how has it changed now that you're literally, you know, you're four days out? So I imagine you've changed your training drastically over the last couple of weeks in terms of volume intensity or however you're manipulating it. Like, there's only a few people in the world who can even really answer this question, but how do you train to, to do that many pull-ups in one day? Um, so, well, okay. You guys actually, I think talked about this on your last podcast. First, I started with a test. I want to see where I was at. Um, obviously I knew that like I was going to do a day of pull-ups because I probably would have hurt myself. Um, but I did an hour. Uh, so I have all, I have all these notes too, for you guys. So 
the first hour that I did, I did 540 pull-ups in the first hour. So then I kind of built off of that. Uh, my goal moving into basically, and by the way, this program took 16 weeks that I just focused solely on this, not saying that I wasn't doing pull-ups beforehand because I've pretty much done pull-ups like right. four or five days a week my whole life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's that. Broke it up into two mesocycles, volume at the beginning, kind of wanted to get my feet wet. I was basically sore, like literally every day. Um, so the first week to the first, sorry, the first week to the sixth week, uh, I was trying to average anywhere between uh, two and 3,500 pull-ups a week. And then obviously I was adding in some accessory stuff. I was just kind of playing around with that, man. Cause like, I didn't know, honestly, I was trying to make sure that I was trying to make sure, obviously I was doing everything in the vertical plane. So I was doing all, I was doing tons of pulls that way. So I was trying to do horizontal poles, rowing, whatever, but my biceps and my forearms are so jacked up that like, that was a little bit hard to do. Um, I realized around week four that, uh, which a lot of people don't realize because a lot of people don't do a ton of pull-ups. Um, dude, your upper chest gets destroyed. Like I had no idea that that was going to happen. Um, so I tried adding in more volume for dips and other body weight movements like push-ups. Um, uh, what else was there? So, that and so I did have another tester so I did an hour of pull-ups week eight and I did 726 I called it there which is about I think six pull-ups every 30 seconds because I was trying to basically what I was trying to do sorry I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself here what I was trying to do was so to break the world record you have to do 5.4 pull-ups a minute for the entire day so I if you, when you think about it like that it's super stressful so I was trying to basically do at least two to one ratio in comparison to that. Um, trying to build up my capacity for pull-ups doing it, doing it in that way. And then, so that one hour test I did week eight, week 12 is where everything got a little sketchy for me. So I did, I wanted to do one long day, um, but I didn't want to do anything too crazy. So I did 2000 pull-ups for time. I know it, I know it's still crazy, but I did 2,000 pull-ups for time. I did that in three didn't hours. didn't want to do anything crazy, so just 2,000 pull-ups as fast uh, as I possibly can. So I did two hours – or sorry, 2,000 pull-ups for time, and that, that took me three hours and 57 minutes, um, but which is averaging about 500-ish pull-ups an hour, which was I was super happy about. Um, but then it was about, I think, one or two days later that I had a ton of medial bicep pain, like to the point where I couldn't like – literally turn my steering wheel in my car um or like i had no internal rotation of my elbow so kind of backtrack a little bit that was a little that was a little dicey there um so i had to take a couple days off be a little bit smart about it i wasn't smart about it at first i still tried training through it because i'm an idiot um but bounce back um feel good now no i did not do another tester because i want to save it for the day but mm -hmm. no pain uh still doing about i did was today monday i did 650 pull-ups on saturday did 410 yesterday no pain feel good not even sore so feel good what did you, you do today uh so what did i do today i did 10 sets of one minute static holds on the pull-up bar i did some grip conditioning with kettlebells suitcase carries 350 push-ups, 5.4 mile run at a 740, 745-minute mile, and then 2,000 meters on the ski.
Yeah, that's what I did today. <laughs> and you trained for 10 hours. Yeah. Trained clients for 10 hours. Yeah, yeah yep. you're a freak. Beat lattes, man. Yeah. They were great. <laughs> wow. I mean, I know, me, me and Mitch know that you're crazy, but, you know, you're insane. So what you're doing is really, really cool. So anyway. That, that's pretty wild. Mitch, what do you think about all that? Proofs in the pudding. Yeah. You know, um, I'm just kind of like when you did your program, were you, like I'm just kind of wanting to dive into that a little bit. Yeah. I'm just curious. Like, were you messing with, because obviously, like I'm thinking, obviously, you have to have the volume to do the pull ups, but the recovery has to be like phenomenal. Like, yeah. you know, you can bang out 100 pull ups in, next amount of time but to be able to repeat that for 24 hours so how like how are you are you, are you just trying to get involved when you train are you giving yourself like a time cap or are you how are you like the whole threshold thing um so obviously at the beginning i started off a little bit easier for myself like yeah. i had no idea how to program i yeah. kind of i think i told uh i think i told Garrett about this too that i wanted to kind of treat it as like a marathon where you basically just gra gradually yeah. increase miles leading into a race mm -hmm. i just wanted to do that with pull-ups like you said man i screwed up the recovery dude like if i'm yeah. being 100 percent honest like yeah. i didn't know how much this was going to take out of me mm -hmm. um honestly i think the training was harder than doing the event last time um mm -hmm. which it should be um but dude i was sitting in a sauna probably for 20 or 30 minutes in infrared i think it got up to like 170 i sit in there for like 30 minutes about four or five days a week um, I would be doing an ice bath once or twice a week, single serving my biceps with, uh, uh, single serving my biceps, basically just trying to put on ice packs and whatever the heck else, man. Yeah. Um, obviously food was on point. I uh, completely cut out. I mean, I would say I completely cut out alcohol and pretty much anything else that was bad for me. Um, sleep, obviously we just talked about it, dude. Unfortunately, it's just like, you know, real life gets in the way, man. I did what I can with that. I tried getting as much sleep as I could when I could, but you know, it's expensive out here, man. So got to work when I can. So yeah. could have been better about it. Um, but I did my best mobility wise. The, the problem with mobility too, is like, at one point I felt like I almost overdid it uh, when it came to overstretching just because I was so chronically tight to the point where like, I was trying to make up for how wrecked I was by doing mobility. Yeah. And like, I didn't, I'm not good with mobility. I'll be the first one to say it. I'm not, that's definitely a weakness of mine. Um, I had some guys at the gym help me out with that, but a specific program, nah, I didn't, I can honestly say that mobility was the main thing that I was probably missing from my recovery during all this. So yeah, try compensating every way that I could. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right on. Yeah. So there's there's a couple other guys who have like done this and had the record. Like who yeah. you mentioned that you're modeling a little bit off of one of those people. Who yeah. are these people? And like are you modeling from multiple people or one person? Do you like dislike what these other people have done or how they've done it? I know we've talked about this a little bit outside the cast. That's kind of just why I want to hear your thoughts um you know as part of the show right now but 
you know, there's Goggins and then the other guy that you just referenced who actually currently has the, the record. So like, who are you modeling? What, what positives have you taken from these people? What negatives have you seen that you know you're not going to do or anything in between? What do you got? Uh, so, I mean, I'll just bring up the most popular person, obviously David Goggins. Um, so I watched his video. Uh, it's very short. I think it's like two minutes on YouTube. Um, to be a hundred percent honest, like I tried doing, okay. In full transparency here too, these can be kipping pull-ups, but good luck trying to do 7,000 kipping pull-ups and your freaking shoulders not exploding. It's not a thing. So I'll just go ahead and say that Goggins did like, and this is not a knock on that dude at all. Not that he, you know, would hear me saying this, but he. <laughs> wait, did, wait, like, what do you mean? He definitely listens to the show. Okay. Well, if he does, <laughs> David Goggins, what up? I'm a fan. <laughs> um, but, uh. He, uh, he did like full-fledged kipping CrossFit pull-ups, dude. Like no wonder why that guy got rabbed out twice. Like he was using every bit of his body to get up there. And like, I hate to say it though, too, just because you're the most mentally tough person in the world does not mean that you're going to be better. It's better than somebody at pull-ups. I'm never going to be better than Yao Ming at basketball. And he's not better than me at pull-ups. So that's <laughs> just how it is. Just being honest. That's fair. Um, so to model myself after him, I wouldn't say I did because like, I thought his like style of pull-ups was not sustainable. Um, the guy that currently has it now, uh, Brandon Tucker. So by the way, too, all these people are in the freaking military because they're all psychos. Just to give you an idea, if we're given a profile on these people, um, Brandon Tucker, I think. Was you know, you know you're in, you're in, you're grouped in with these people. Yeah, no, I know. That's what okay. I'm saying. Like, okay. it's all a common thing. It's all like, okay, good. Like just the stuff. What other person what other person is going to purposely stay up all day and do pull-ups all day? Probably not anybody else that hasn't done something similar to that. Um, so what was I trying to say with that? Brandon Tucker was someone that I model off of because he actually looked like he went from like a, like program standpoint, like I'm going to build into this where Goggins kind of just seemed like I'm going to do this yeah. amount of pull-ups. I yeah. think he said he did like 64,000 before that, which like you got to show up, man. Like you got to be there on game day. Like I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be there like elbows hurting, lats sore, like all that other stuff. Like I'm trying to go in there feeling good. So mm -hmm. that's cool that he did all that volume beforehand, but like, I don't think you need to do that much volume to build into something like that. Um, what was the other thing too? I mean, that Brandon Tucker did, dude is like, he, I basically tried modeling his uh, or modeling my program off of his, he was averaging, I think, around like four or 5,000 pull-ups a week. Uh, he would break it up into like smaller sets. Like I'm going to do 450 here, keep it under 45 minutes, then do 450 here under 45 minutes. I was more worried about how quickly I could move for like a moderately long pace rather than like I'm going to sit here for six hours and do whatever, like 2,000 pull-ups. So yeah, it's I figured if I could get the work capacity up, then it would be better. Cool. So yeah. I would say I, I model myself more off of Brandon Tucker because I feel like he actually went off of a program where David Goggins, I think just like literally just went off of like, I'm just going to do pull-ups every day. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true, but I'm assuming that's what he Yeah. Does. I think that's also fair to say. It's hard to say if, if that is actually true, but because he's such like mainstream media now, like he has an active social media and, all these YouTube videos and these like super motivating and everybody knows who he is. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely say it does seem like it, he comes off like that. Sometimes where 
it's just, it's almost like, oh, you, oh, here's a thing to do. Okay, I'm just gonna go do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it sounds like you're modeling your preparation a little bit more around, um, you know, not. And again, because we don't know what Goggins is doing, no. but it sounds like you're modeling yours around yeah. like more of a, a scientifically planned and structured um uh periodization i guess you could call it 16 week program so i think that's pretty cool i'm i'm really excited to see how it goes um mitch what else do you have for him you know he i'm not gonna keep him here all night yeah but, um, i got i have um i have one question for you ken what's up are you gonna set the record uh, I best be because put in way too much time, money, and effort for this crap. So, <laughs> oh, okay. So that sounds like an affirmative response. And what's the number going to be? At least seven thousand seven hundred sixteen. So, okay, because that's one above seven thousand seven hundred fifteen. I'm it kidding. Is. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I told myself that if I, you know, um, whatever time I got, I'm gonna try and go. As long as like structurally, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm going to try and go the whole 24 hours, no matter what. So yeah. Okay. I've been training like for freaking ever for this committing, like about roughly four hours a day. Yeah. At least that's not even including recovery. So yeah, I'm going to use the full 24 that I have. So yeah. yeah. Um, and then the last thing before we get you out of here, um, whether or not you said it, will you come back on the cast to, Talk about the experience. Oh, yeah, man. All right. That would be awesome. I would love – I think everybody would love to, to hear how this goes because it's not every day that we know somebody so close to us who is attempting to do something so wild um, that literally I can't even count more than the people you've mentioned who have, who have done this. I'm sure you could probably count a few more names, but – yeah, this is, this is pretty awesome. We're really excited for you. Um, wish you the best of luck. Not that you really need it, but um, super confident that it's going to go exactly as, as good as you want it to go because uh, it sounds like you're doing a lot of really good things. So that's awesome. Try, man. Yeah. I, I had a good teacher, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you sure <laughs> did, right? <laughs> what else you got, Mitch? Well, I was going to say, if someone had to ask me, like, pick one person that you know that's going for the Guinness Book of World Records pull-ups, you probably would have been, like, my top two. So, <laughs> top two? Who's the other one? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, you just don't want to flatter him too much. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I got to keep him. Got to keep the edge there. Yeah. Hey, I got I got one more thing. Ken, you're you're kind of built for this. Yeah. You know, like, can you comment on that quick? Like, just give everybody an idea of what we mean by that. So biomechanically speaking, you mean? Yeah. I got, I have T-Rex arms and I'm kidding. I have good levers for it. Um, yeah. I mean, like, thanks my dad, I guess. Uh, yeah. A little bit wider shoulders, man. I don't know. It's just like, another thing is though too, is like, I've literally been doing pull-ups, I think at almost every single day since I was like 13. So it's not like, it's not like I just hopped off the couch and wrote a 16 week program. And then I'm going to do this now. It's like, I've basically been doing this forever. Um, but yeah, I mean, so going back to what you're trying to say, 
the two things that I saw with Goggins and Brandon Tucker, the two dudes that always come to mind for this are like, they're both tall, longer guys. So like genetically speaking, I would assume I would be at an advantage, but you never know. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into it, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, on the surface, I mean, I would kind of agree. It does seem like anatomically, you know, you're at a little, little bit of an advantage. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to see how this goes. Is there any way um, we can follow this in real time or? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you already brought it up earlier, but uh, I'll basically be having uh, three live streams. My, one of my good friends is going to be sitting there with me the whole time. God bless you. Um, he's going to be sitting there with me the whole time. Uh, he's going to be hanging out. Uh, there's going to be, I think he's going to set up like an Instagram live thing, Instagram. Facebook as well. Um, I also have a GoFundMe set up for Hope for the Warriors, which is uh, basically just a nonprofit that if I do raise any money from doing this, which I would assume at some point maybe would throw, for whatever reason, suffering and charities go hand in hand. So let's do it. Uh, I want to raise money for a good cause, man. And I think, you know, there's not really a more appropriate time than a Memorial Day for this charity. So yeah, that's awesome. What can you just tell us what Hope for the Warriors is? Uh, so Hope for the Warriors is basically a nonprofit that specifically assists uh, families and individuals who have been affected by PTSD, whether it's from war or training events or whatever else. So it's pretty awesome. I've yeah, that is it awesome. We're definitely going to go hit that up for sure. So we'll get on that. Um, so you said Instagram and Facebook for some live streams. What are, yes. the, what are those accounts just so we can put them in our notes here so people can watch? Uh, so the first one would obviously be, uh, my Instagram, which my Instagram tag is Kenny Rogers. Yes, that is my name and the number 93. So Kenny Rogers, 93. Okay. And then Facebook is just Kenny Rogers, which good luck trying to find that. <laughs> we'll stick with the Instagram one. Cause that's pretty specific with the 93. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put all that in there. And yeah, guys, if, if you're listening, following along, you like the blog, you like the podcast, check out that GoFundMe for uh, Hope for the Warriors. So that's that's really sweet. I didn't know about that. So we'll definitely hit that up. Too, so Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, that's actually, we're, we're going to wrap it up there. So thanks, Ken, for being here. That was sweet. Really, really cool. Awesome to hear you know, what you're doing and, uh, you know, we already know who you are, but it's really cool to like pick your brain a little bit about this a little bit more in depth and hear about what you've been doing and your mindset on everything. So of course we wish you the absolute best of luck. We're sure you're going to do awesome. Well, thank you guys. Yeah. yeah brother. Thanks no for coming problem. on. We, we appreciate it. I'm looking forward to uh, talking to you on the other end. Oh yeah. I am too. Yeah. Believe me. I mean, it's going to be a great time. It can't yeah. be worse than it is right now. Say, so. Enjoy the 24 hour suck yeah. fest. Yeah. It's going to be such a good time, bro. The first 10 hours, like everyone's just like, sorry, I know where you got to go. The first 10 hours is like, oh, I want, I want to come see you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, my real friends are going to come see me at 3 a.m. That's who, yeah. when I need people there. <laughs> yeah. When you got what, two hours left, right? Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. I don't need you for the first three. I'm going to be feeling great. We'll make sure to live stream with you around 2 or 3 a.m. There you go. I'll be there. Yeah. If you're, uh, if you're listening, make sure you tune back in in about a week. We'll have Ken back on and we'll talk about 
how this attempt at the world record for uh, 24 hours of pull-ups goes. Um, we're shooting for 7,716. That's what we're going to get for sure. So anyways, um, keep following along. We're at Hill Pursuit on Facebook and Instagram, hillpursuit.com for the blog, for all the other podcast episodes, hillpursuit at gmail.com. If you want to shoot us an email, start a conversation. Thanks for listening. Mitch, you got anything else? No, good luck, brother. Yeah, good luck to Ken. Follow along. We're going to tag the Instagram um, and the GoFundMe in the notes. So make sure you check those out. And until next time, have a good one. See you later.